Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Respected viewers and members of our ISIJ of Toronto community, Salamun alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you very much for joining us this evening on this auspicious and grand event of Eid al Ghadir. I am Hussein Sajjad Hussein, and I am honored to be your host for the duration of our program today. It is indeed unfortunate that we cannot gather in our centers for this occasion. However, our hearts are united spiritually and we are absolutely delighted to have with us for the next 90 minutes a lineup of prolific scholars and reciters who will engage with us and share their words of wisdom and poetry in praise of the commander of the faithful, Amir al-Mu'manin alayhi salam. We'll begin the program with a recitation of the Holy Quran. May I please invite Brother Ali Zahid Amjaddatu to bless us with his recitation and ask you watching at home to welcome him with a Nare Salawat. Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad Salawat. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad wa ajjil farajim. Brother Ali Zahid, Bismillah. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله Oh, 
Thank you very much, Brother Ali Zahid, for that beautiful opening recitation from the Holy Quran. May Allah bless you, may Allah bless your parents, Brother Amjad, um, and inshallah, we look forward to seeing you in person very, very soon, inshallah, Ali Zahid. Mashallah, Ahsant. Now, our first speaker this evening is uh, not a fan of the Toronto Raptors, uh, but we all still love him nonetheless. Uh, and ISIJ of Toronto favorite, Sheikh Jafar Jafar. Sheikhana, assalamu alaikum and Eid Mubarak. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah wa sayin and Eid Mubarak to you as well. How, how are you keeping, Sheikhana? Alhamdulillah, I'm doing really well. Uh, the family is keeping well and uh, we pray that the entire community and yourself and your family are doing the same, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Ahsan, thank you very much, Sheikhna. Sheikhna, um, can you please start us off by enlightening us on, on Ghadir today? How do we live Ghadir in our present lives? 
that's a good question. We'll start with A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Ar-Rajeem, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Wa Bihi Nasta'een, Wa Sallallahu Ala Sayyidina Wa Nabiyyina Muhammad Wa Alihi At-Tahirin. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ali Muhammad. Let me wish uh, all our viewers um, Eid Mubarak on this beautiful occasion, the Eid of Ghadir, the Eid of Wilaya, the Eid of Brotherhood and Sisterhood. Um, and I greet you with the greeting that is recommended for today. Alhamdulillahilladhi ja'alana min al-mutamassikeen bi wilayati amir al-mu'mineen. That uh, all, all praise uh, is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has made us amongst those who have held on to the wilayat of, of Amir al-Mu'mineen alayhi salam inshaAllah. Um, the question you asked is really good, right? Like how do we live Ghadir in our present lives? Um, there are five points that I just want to very quickly touch upon. I know there is uh, very many speakers today that I, I'm looking forward to hearing from. Um, you know, the first responsibility that we have uh, with Ghadir is we need to make sure that we continue celebrating this event, right? Um, the day of Ghadir is very special. It's, it's, a, it's a unique day. And when we look at all the great Eids that we have, it is considered to be the greatest of the Eid. There is a hadith from Imam al-Rida alayhi salam that says that on the day of judgment, um, four days will be brought in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's the days of um, Fitr and Adha and Jum'ah and Ghadir. And Ghadir, Bain al Adha wal Fitru wal Jum'ah kal Kamari bain al Kawakib. And that Ghadir will um, shine in front of these other great days the way the moon shines over the stars. And this is a very beautiful day. And so one of the responsibilities we have is to keep celebrating this day, keep honoring this day, keep revering this day, and never stop, just the way we would never stop Ashura, because it serves as a reminder for us as far as why we do what we do. The second responsibility that we have with, with Ghadir today is that um, it reminds us, right? It should serve as an important reminder that this religion that we follow has been made perfect by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, when the verse was revealed, akmaltu lakum that today I have perfected um, this religion for yours. You know, and, and what that does for us is, um, even though sometimes I may not understand why I have to do what I have to do, um, sometimes my desires may not be in sync with the desires of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yet I have to recognize that this religion has been perfected by God. And so I, what's required from me and what's expected from me is submission, right? And so Ghadir serves as that reminder to each and every one of us um, about the beauty and the need of submission into our lives. And it's through this submission, right, um, that we will be taught that which we don't know. There's a hadith from Imam al-Baqir alayhi salam where he says um, that, um, to engage in that which you which you know, and when you engage in that which you know, that Allah would teach you that which you do not know. So submission is an important lesson that we take from Ghadir and can be applied practically into our lives. The third thing that we can do or why Ghadir is, is relevant today is Ghadir reminds us to display our gratefulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Allah says as well in that verse, وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي And I have completed my favors upon you. Subhanallah, right? Like, 
if I'm going to complete my favors upon you, it means I'm going to invite you to my house, Hussein. I'm going to give you barbecue, and that's my favor upon you. But the favor of God is unlimited. And so when God says he has completed his favors upon us, um, it should bring within each and every one of us this ultimate gratefulness towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what he has done for us, right? And this gratefulness needs to be displayed in our hearts, in our minds, in our thoughts, in our tongues, and of course, in our actions. So Ghadir today should bring about an intense sense of gratitude to Allah for completing his favors upon us. Um, a fourth point about how Ghadir can be applied into our lives today is that, you know, on the day of Ghadir, um, the boundaries were set, right? The winners and losers had been determined. When, when the Prophet peace and blessings be upon him and his family, raises the hands of Ali alayhi salam and he says, Man kuntu mawla Ali mawla. Then he makes a dua, right? And he says that, Allahumma wali man wala wa adi man ada. That when he raises his hands and says that whoever's mawla I am, Ali is also his mawla, then he says, Oh Allah, be a supporter of one who supports Ali and, and be an enemy to one who is an enemy to Ali. The lines have been drawn for us, right? So we have to realize um, that we are, alhamdulillah, are on that side, um, that the favors and the grace of Allah and the support of Allah will be with us when we support uh, Imam Ali. But of course, this is not just lip service, right? But I think it's an important reminder to all of us. You know, sometimes we become a bit jaded and be like, ah, we do the same thing. No, there's a reason why we do what we do. There is a reason why we believe what we believe. It's not arbitrary. It's not something kana wajadna abana that we saw our forefathers doing it. No, this is how God wanted it. And alhamdulillah for guiding us to this. And alhamdulillah for showing us this path. And so I think that's a really important lesson for us to realize um, that we need to pick sides on this because the sides have already been uh, delineated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and the last thing I'll end with is as far as how Ghadir can be practically applied into our lives um, is that it gives us an opportunity to give our allegiance to our 12th Imam on this day. Um, just the way the people on the day of Ghadir gave their allegiance to Amir al-Mu'mineen alayhi salam, this is a day for us to give our bay'ah, right? We recite in the, in the, uh, in the Dua al-Ahad every day that, oh Allah, on this day I give my bay'ah to the imam. Well, this is an important day for us to give that bay'ah to our imam. But again, it can't be like those people who gave their bay'ah and said, bakhin, bakhin laka ya amir al-mu'min. Right? So we can't just say to our imam, that, I got you, I got you, and we're good uh, when my life is not in sync with the imam. So these five points, I think that if we can apply practically into our lives, right? Celebrate this event, teach our kids about this event remind ourselves about the perfection of this religion and remind ourselves about the completion of God's favors upon us um, and pick sides. Whose side do we want to be on? Losers and, and, and winners have already been marked by God. Um, and of course, the bay'ah for our imam. If we can do these things every single day, we can live ghadir every single day of our lives, inshallah. Hassan, Hassan, thank you very much, Sheikhna, uh, for uh, kick-starting our program with a beautiful presentation of yours. And I did uh, gather you mentioned something about inviting me for a barbecue. Uh, so I'm glad I, that's I, the only thing you picked up from the whole thing you're saying. No, 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 that's not the only thing I picked up. From <laughs> that, but that caught my my attention the most. Uh, uh, ahlan wa sahlan, I, I do a mean barbecue. <laughs> 
<laughs> Inshallah. Okay, thank you so much, Sheikhna. So, um, given this is an Eid program, Sheikhna, we wanted to also have a light interactive segment whereby um, we would like to get to know our speakers on a bit more intimate level. Um, yeah, so just 10 simple questions so that our audience, the viewers watching at home, and myself can learn a bit more about you and then use that as leverage. Maybe Mukhi Akil by Karim will use that as leverage um, over you, inshallah, uh, once we know you a bit want, more about uh, you. You, um, want sheikh, you want sheikhi answers or you want like uh, real answers? I want real answers, Sheikhna. Real, <laughs> real answers. I want you to be genuine um, and, and, and be very sincere in the questions I'm about to ask you. 10 simple questions. Um, and, and we'll call this segment 10 with Hussein. Very simple. Right, okay? nice. All right, so are you ready, Sheikhna? I am, I am. You know, last time you did this to me, I went fourth. I was a little bit prepared. Um, <laughs> this time around, you're first, Sheikhna. I know. All right, okay. Bismillah. Sheikhna, um, 10 with Hussein. Number one, um, who is your favorite Islamic hero? Um, the Prophet and Imam, right? I mean, it's hard to pick, right? So, like, uh, um, let, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll make it easier for you because I don't want you to sort of. Um, I, I know the Prophet Muhammad are, yeah. are, are high. Yeah, non masumin I'll give you a non masumin right? A non masum uh, Abu Fadl, Abu Fadl Abbas. Yeah, Abu Fadl, um, man, like, it, it's so powerful what he did, how he was loyal, how he was supportive. And it's not just that his loyalty was being displayed. But everyone relied on his loyalty, and that's an amazing quality. And hands down, Abu Fadl and Sayyid Zainab, who I give my life to Sayyid Zainab because I studied under her shadow. So these two, I would say, are definitely my favorite Islamic heroes who are non masum MashaAllah. Ahsan, thank you. Um, question number two, Sheikhna. If you could live anywhere, where would it be? Um, here, Baba, here, alhamdulillah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I thank Allah that I've, I've traveled a lot in my life, I've been to Kenya, LA, Sham, and now here. And wherever I am at that moment is where I consider home. So I, I'm not thinking about anywhere else. Here is good. Is that a particular answer, Chef? Now, or is that no, not at all, man. Not at all. Sure. Okay. Fine. Fair enough. Okay. Number three. What is your biggest fear? Um, my biggest fear, um, honestly, is that God would be like disappointed in me. Wow. Um, that's honest to God is my biggest fear. It's that what if I do all of this and then God meets me and says, you didn't do it the way I wanted, right? So um, uh, that is hands down something that I, I worry about and I pray about um, often. MashaAllah. Thank, that, that's a beautiful answer, Shekhna. I was hoping you'd say snakes or spiders, but... I was uh, thinking about spiders, you know, at first, <laughs> but then I was like, I, it's okay. No, no, no that, that's a very profound answer. And I think a lot of us can use that um, as what we should fear the most. Um, question number four, Shekhna. What is your favorite thing about your career? Um, my favorite thing about my career is that um, I'm forced to learn every single day. Um, and so it's never stagnant. Um, you know, I always carry an iPad because I never come to a mudless winging it. I am, I'm honestly prepared and I study and uh, um, it forces me to study. And so as much as I give, um, it's forcing me to learn as well. So that's the thing that I'm grateful for to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, the pursuit of knowledge. All right. Um, how many languages can you speak, Sheikhna? Um, you know, I'm talking, talking some of them, you know, uh, Hussein, I can, uh, obviously English, Gujarati, um, Urdu, I can, I can manage, but people uh, not, not to their level, um, and Arabic, so far, I would say. What about Farsi? 
No, Farsi, I never learned. You know, I spent uh, all my studies in Sham. So that's something that I definitely am, am, am focused on to do. Um, but I'm not there yet. No, I wouldn't call myself to be at, uh, proficient with that. And no Swahili either? Oh, Swahili, I mean, I can do a little bit here and there. Jambo, Habarigani. So, uh, I mean, I can make it. But uh, what's amazing is that Swahili was my weakest language. And when I learned Arabic, it replaced my Swahili uh, most of it. But so Swahili, I guess that's one number five. Yeah, five is a good number. Okay, Shekhan. Zurisana. That means well done. Very good. Hakuna <laughs> <Right>. Matata. <laughs> Question number six, Shekhna. Um, Other than myself, who makes you laugh the most? Uh, <laughs> or, or, or maybe I'll, I'll rephrase it. What makes you laugh the most? Um, what makes me uh, like laugh, honestly, is... Uh, laugh or happy or anything like that. Yeah, is uh, when I see my family happy. Um, when I see my kids and my family, my wife, and uh, just when we're happy, um, it brings joy to me, alhamdulillah. MashaAllah. Okay, beautiful answer, Sheikhna. Question number seven. How long does it take you for you to get ready in the morning? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? One of the secrets is I shave my hair so I don't have to look time spending and, and, and combing my hair like with that style that you have really uh -huh. well done, mashaAllah. No, that's not. Um, that was a quick one. That was a very quick 10-second routine. Um, it doesn't take me long, alhamdulillah. Uh, how long? How long is? How long is not long? I don't know. I never timed myself though. <laughs> I just okay, 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 let me ask this question. Like, are you talking about like during COVID? Because during COVID, dress code is slightly different, right? Um, okay, okay. Let me let me ask you a more sort of religious uh, um, angle to this. What is the best way to start the day? Um, I firmly believe in uh, in doing a sajda first thing in the morning. So I've set my alarm slightly far from my bed, so I'm forced to get up because if it's close by, I'm gonna keep snoozing it. So I set my alarm far, and the first thing that I do is I, I turn it off so that I don't wake up my wife, and then I go into sajda right away, and I start my day with the sajda, and I end my day with the sajda, and I believe that um, that's my demonstration to God that I'm in servitude to you throughout the whole day. Amazing, mashallah, Hassan. That's a beautiful lesson. Inshallah, I'll, I'll try that from tomorrow onwards. Um, question number eight: What was your favorite subject in school, Sheikh? Oh my God, um, <laughs> Hausa or non-Hausa? Non-Hausa, school, school. Non-Hausa, math. When I was young, I loved math. I was student of the year in math in in, uh, in grade seven or something like that, and uh, I was quite good at math. Um, but now I have a calculator, alhamdulillah, and so. <laughs> I was going to ask you 13 times 13 off the, off the top of your head. Yeah, Khuda. Uh, 169. 169. Very good. Very good. Okay. Uh, what about Hausa? Hausa, um, Akhlaq. I loved Akhlaq and I loved Aqaid. These are two of my favorite subjects and things that I, I like to study and teach. Um, these two always entice the brain. So I love those subjects. Okay. Interesting. Um, question number nine. What takes up a lot of your time, Sheikh? Um, gosh, um, counseling, counseling takes up a lot of my time. Yeah, it's, it's the most difficult part of my job. It's the most stressful part of my job. Um, and the most, uh, straining part of my job. Um, and, uh, that, that takes up most of my time. Okay. So when you don't reply to my WhatsApp messages, I, I, I know why. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm just going to start forwarding them to, uh, to Molana Rizli. I hope he's listening. Molana, all my cases are coming to you. 
Okay. Okay. Question number ten. Um, favorite surah of the Holy Quran, Sheikh. Um, you had asked me this last time. Um, can I change it a little bit? Can I just say what's my favorite verse of the Quran? I actually thought about that. Please, uh, yeah. My favorite verse of the Quran, there are many, obviously, they're all Kalamullah. Um, but it's from Surah Al-Najm, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, laysa lil insani illa masaha, That nothing belongs to a human being except for what they strive for. Um, meaning that, look, God's not concerned about conclusions. God's not concerned whether I become a muttaqi, a pious. But God wants to see how much I struggle to become a pious person. And in the end, we will be rewarded as if we had reached that if the struggle is authentic. That's a, that's a motivational verse to say that, look, no matter what happens in life, keep striving towards God. Um, God will lift us to that stage eventually, inshallah. MashaAllah. Ahsan, thank you so much, Sheikhna. Uh, that brings our segment with yourself sadly to an end. Um, may Allah bless you. Uh, may Allah and bless you too. And I'm going to stay on. Uh, you promised me to give me a nara, but you didn't give me a nara, you know? Of course. Um, okay, well, how can I say this? Sheikhna, I will give a nara when you um, narrate to us one saying uh, by Imam Ali Islam that is very close to your heart, Sheikh. Um, sure. Um, that uh, one of the, uh, Imam Ali Islam, one of his sayings that he has is um, that Mathalul Dunya, Mathalul Hayya. That the example of this world is that of a snake, um, that it's soft to touch and is poisonous within. Um, this always reminds me that there's a lot of beauty here, uh, but at the same time, if we get trapped into that beauty, it's very poisonous. Okay. I, I guess what will be fitting with the Nara is one last question, Sheikh. Now, why do you love Imam Ali? How can you not love Ali? Uh, that's, wow, that's my wow, wow. How can we oh, not subhanallah, love Subhanallah. Nara Haydari. Yeah, Ali. I hope Sheikh Azhar has just joined us. I hope he hasn't, uh, he, he doesn't copy your answer when I ask him that question later. <laughs> um, so, so we'll keep the. the uh, I'm going to stay on to listen to the Mankabat to give a Nara here and there, okay? Fantastic. Absolutely. Please, by all means. So, yeah. with that, um, it gives me great pleasure to invite uh, Brother Muhammad Abbas Mohsin. Uh, as well as, uh, I believe, Imran Dati will be joining us as well, to bless us with their voice, uh, with the recitation of a manqabat. Can I please request you all at home to welcome them with a nara salawat. Nara Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad salawat. Assalamu alaikum and Eid Mubarak to you all. Today I have been blessed with the opportunity to recite the fazal of Imam Ali alayhi salam. Agar alif silo insan ali be se kamil burhan ali te se tathir kishan ali se se saklen kishan ali har mafi bad karaz ali or jim sepak jawaz ali makdur ali takdir ali he se haki kasvir ali he se khatmul quran ali or khalik kashakar ali shahzadai husno jamal ali re se rehbar har hal ali Wahid ki kasam wajid bi ali heze se zahid bi ali be badal ali baqi bi ali mere seen se he saqi bi ali sacha sacha kafi bi ali aur sheen se he shafi bi ali he saat sabit zikr ali aur qaat zamin fikr ali dase sharfin mein noor ali zase pur noor zahur ali rutba hai khuda ke wali ka ali aur ain se naam ali ka ali he gait se paqani bi ali fe se fazal rabbi bi ali 
मैली के नाम का नारा लगाता जाऊंगा मैं तो हूँ तकलीद में सलमान की हजरत जबरील ने फिजा से ये हंस कर कहा मजलिसों पर हंसने वाले से कहा सजाद ने Thank you, thank you so much, uh, Brother Muhammad Abbas, for that beautiful recitation. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Imran Dato, for your cameo performance. Uh, inshallah, 
Um, we'll have your full performance uh, very, very soon as well. So if viewers watching, oh, please nice. stay tuned for Imran Datu, who will uh, come back on shortly to recite for us as well. Uh, Sheikh Jafar, Jafar, thank you so much as well for being with us still uh, and uh, for taking part in that recitation. Awesome. Let me just give my uh, my salam and takriba tabrikat to uh, Sheikh Azhar. Salam alaikum, Sheikhna. Salam alaikum, Sheikhna. Nice to see you. Eid Mubarak to you. Bless you and your family. Likewise, likewise. We look forward to hearing from you and learning from you, Sheikhna. Take care, Hussein. Nice to see you, my friend. Likewise, Jazakallah khair. Thank you so much, Sheikh Jafar Jafar, Brother Muhammad Abbas, and Brother Imran Dadu. With that, um, as uh, Sheikh Jafar Jafar mentioned, um, we now would like to welcome our next speaker, a global sensation uh, and the most renowned scholar on social media, certainly uh, our respected scholar, Sheikh Azhar Nasser. Sheikh Assalamu alaikum, Eid Mubarak, and welcome to the program, Sheikh. Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you keeping, Sheikh? All well? Alhamdulillah. Can't complain. It's a beautiful day for the lovers of Ahlul Bayt and for the Muslim community. And I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps us on the path of wilaya. And I pray that Allah grants us a progeny that continues to carry on the torch of the love of Ali ibn Abi Talib. Ilahi ameen. Ahsan, Sheikhna. It's great to have you with us uh, virtually uh, in the program today, Sheikhna. Can you um, please enlighten our audience uh, on the reasons why some Muslims have deviated uh, from the message of Ghadir? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa alihi al-tahirin. This is a very important question, and I think that we have to make a distinction between the deviation that occurred among the companions of the Prophet and the deviation that occurred uh, with the generations of Muslims that came after. Now, when you look at Muslims today, there are over a billion and a half Muslims around the world today. It's sad that the majority of them, I would say, either trivialize the occasion of Ghadir as some small historical incident that doesn't really have any theological relevance, or they've simply never heard of it. And the reason why many Muslims have never heard of the event of Ghadir is because of the, the distortion that has occurred in some of the books of, our, uh, of, of Muslim scholars. Now, one criticism that is put forward is that, you know, if, if Ghadir was such an important incident, why is it not mentioned by Bukhari and Muslims? You know, the majority of Muslims around the world today, they derive the sunnah of the Prophet from these two sources, these two important hadith sources. So they argue that I looked in Bukhari, I looked in Muslim, and I did not find any mention of this incident, and therefore it doesn't have importance. It's not significant. Now, what is the response that we give to this? Number one, there are many authentic traditions that have not been included in Bukhari and Muslim. For example, and this is something that is acknowledged even by Sunni ulama. So for example, all scholars of hadith, Sunnis and Shia, they say, they admit that the hadith of the Prophet where he says Al-Hasan Al-Hussein, Sayyida Shababi Ahlil Jannah is an authentic tradition. All Muslims unanimously agree that the Prophet said that Hassan and Hussein are the masters of the youth in paradise. All hadith scholars attest to the authenticity of this hadith. But this hadith is not mentioned in Bukhari or Muslim. So here we, we see that there are many ahadith that are authentic that are not mentioned. Furthermore, 
the ahadith that speak about the glad tidings, that speak about the emergence of the Mahdi at the end of times, that give the glad tidings of the advent of the Mahdi at the end of times. These ahadith are not mentioned in Bukhari and Muslim. But you see, for example, Ibn Baz, this, the famous Saudi Mufti in the 1990s, he says that the one who rejects the Mahdi is a kafir. So something as integral as the belief in the Mahdi is not mentioned in Bukhari and Muslim. Now, when you look at the books of history, the most important uh, source of Islamic history in the Sunni tradition is Tariq al-Tabari. Tariq al-Tabari doesn't mention the incident of Ghadir. It mentions Hijjatul Wada', but it doesn't mention Ghadir. Now, does this mean that that, uh, that Tabari was unaware or he was unfamiliar with this event? On the contrary, there is a statement by Al-Tabari where he finds a two-volume book that looks at the Asanid, that looks at the chains of transmission, and he himself says about Hadithul Ghadir, I looked at the chains of transmission, that I was overwhelmed. I was astonished at how well documented the statement was about uh, from the Prophet where he says, Man kuntu mawla ali mawla. So you see that there seems to have been an effort to exclude the event of Ghadir from some of the uh, important uh, sources of hadith and, uh, and history. Now, is it that the Prophet state? So now that we've we've established that Ghadir is an undeniable historical incident, it took place. The second question is: Was the Prophet's words ambiguous when the Prophet said "Man kuntu mawla mawla"? Was the Prophet unclear or was he ambiguous? Did the Muslims, did the one hundred twenty thousand who heard the Prophet, did they just not understand what he meant? This is also a question that is put forward. And we know from the third khutbah in Nahjul Balagha that Ali ibn Abi Talib himself says that that wasn't the case. They were not ignorant, nor did they misunderstand the statement of the Prophet. Amir al-Mu'mineen, he says, أَمَا وَاللَّهِ لَقَدْ تَقَمَّصَهَا إِبْنُ أَبِي قُحَافَةً وَإِنَّهُ لَيَعْلَمُ أَنَّ مَحَلِّ مِنْهَا مَحَلُّ الْقُطْبِ مِنَ الرَّحَةً that this that he mentions that the that Abu Bakr he dressed himself with the Khilafah and he certainly knew he was not unaware, he was not confused, he certainly knew that my position in relation to it, meaning the Khilafah, was the same as the position of the axis in relation to the handmill. It wasn't a matter of ignorance. Now Another important question that's related to this discussion about deviation from Ghadir is that people ask, how is it possible that the Prophet stood on the day of Ghadir and he designated Ali ibn Abi Talib as his successor and the majority of the companions just disobeyed? That these are the companions that fought alongside the Prophet in the, in, in the battles. How could it be? How could it be possible that so many, that the overwhelming majority disobeyed the prophet now not only is this possible that we argue the prophet actually foreshadowed this he predicted this in a hadith mentioned in bukhari by uh, abu saeed al-khudri one of the companions of the prophet 
He says, the Prophet said to us one day, that you will follow the ways of those who came before you. The Prophet is speaking to the Sahaba, to the companions. Shibran bi shibr wa dhira'an bi dhira' hatta law dakhalu juhra dhabbin tabi'tumuhum that you're going to follow the ways of the people who came before you inch by inch. So they asked the Prophet, "Qulna ya Rasulullah, what do you mean al-Yahud wa nasara that we're going to follow in the footsteps of the Jews and the Christians?" The Prophet said, "Faman, yes, of course. Who else would I mean by that?" Now the question is when you look at the religious communities of the past, when you look at the followers of Isa and the followers of Musa, did they remain steadfast? Did they follow Musa and Isa السلام? We We look at, for example, the Quran. Because the question here, is it possible for the majority of a religious community to disobey a prophet? If you look at Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah 2, Ayah 51, this is after Musa السلام, uh, escapes Pharaoh, after the Israelites cross the Red Sea and they witness all of the miracles, the mu'jizat. Musa السلام, he goes to receive revelation. Musa, Musa was absent from his community for 40 days, 40 nights. What happened? during those 40 nights. Musa goes to receive revelation for 40 nights. In his absence, it's not that when Musa came back, they were praying differently. It's not that they changed some of the jurisprudential rulings. They abandoned the most fundamental teaching of Musa, which is Tawheed. The majority of Bani Israel worshipped what? They worshipped the golden calf. So this is an example of a religious community whereby the majority, they turned away from the instructions of their prophet. If you look at, for example, Surah Al-Baqarah, ayah number 249, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? He mentions the story of Talut, of Saul, when the Israelites were in his army. Allah chose... Talut as a king. Allah says, That Talut says, and when Saul went forth with the soldiers, and these are who? These are the Israelites. These are people who are fighting in jihad. So these are not your average people. They're willing to put their lives at risk, presumably. He said to them, indeed, Allah will be testing you with a river. With a river. This is an ibtila. And then he says to them, فَمَنْ شَرِبَ مِنْهُ فَلَيْسَ مِنْهُ Whoever drinks from this river is not from me. You are committing a sin if you drink from the river. وَمَنْ لَمْ يَطْعَمْهُ فَإِنَّهُ مِنِّي إِلَّا مَنْ اغْتَرَفَ غُرْفَةً بِيَدِهِ And you are not from me if you drink from it, except if you drink just a handful. So what happened? What did the Israelites do? The majority of the Israelites, they drank. They drank from the river. 
So here we have a Quranic precedent for religious communities who fight jihad with their prophets, with those who have been appointed by Allah. We have the example of the Israelites who abandoned Tawheed in the absence of their prophet. So for one to say, how is it possible for 120,000 prophets, 120,000 companions to hear the sermon of the prophet and also and still disobey? We have a Quranic precedent for this. The prophet foreshadowed this. And also it's important to note that many of those who were in attendance were new to Islam. You know, the, you know this idea that they were all mu'mineen and they were all muttaqeen. And how is this possible? We have to understand that the majority of the companions of the Prophet, they joined Islam after Fath Mecca, after the conquest of Mecca. So many of them, they were new to Islam. And Allah in the Quran reminds us that just because someone declares Islam, it doesn't mean that there is faith in their hearts. And so in the first ayah of Surah Al-Hujurat, قَالَتِ الْأَعْرَابُ so many of those who were in attendance at Ghadir, they were new to Islam. They did not have Iman in their hearts. There is the problem of nifaq in the, the Muslim community. Allah reveals an entire surah named Surah Al-Munafiqun. Allah in Surah At-Tawbah, He mentions to the Prophet, so this is this is another issue to keep in mind. Now, where why why was there so much hatred towards Ali ibn Abi Talib? What was this grudge that so many of them had towards Ali ibn Abi Talib? This is a lengthy discussion, but very briefly. As I mentioned, you have a huge influx of people joining Islam after the conquest of Mecca. Now, presumably, many of these newcomers to Islam, they either probably had a cousin, a sibling, a nephew, who was killed in battle at the hands of Ali ibn Abi Talib. You know, I don't think there's a single family where Ali ibn Abi Talib didn't take one of them out in one of the battles. So they have this natural grudge against him because he killed a relative or tribesman and so on and so forth. Secondly, we see that Arabia was a deeply culture, it was, it was a deeply tribal culture. Umar ibn al-Khattab, he says to Ibn Abbas during his Khilafah, he says to him that, do you want me to tell you why people did not allow, could not accept Bani Hashim to be, uh, to have the position of Khilafah? Umar ibn al-Khattab, he says, Karihat Quraysh. And that Bani, that Quraysh, the tribe of Quraysh, they could not tolerate. It, they would, it, would, it, would, it was hateful to them that the position of prophethood and Khilafah is exclusive to one tribe. So there, there's a tribal issue here. And furthermore, and, 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 I'll, and I'll conclude with this, is that many of them were envious of Ali ibn Abi Talib. Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib salam, was a constant reminder of their inadequacies, of their deficiencies. He is the hero in every battle. He is the most knowledgeable among them. He is the only one who Fatima al-Zahra did not reject. You know, you add all of this and you have this, this recipe which led to 
the grudge against Ali ibn Abi Talib. And of course, the issue of age was brought up. You know, it's it's interesting that Ali ibn Abi Talib is too young to lead, but no one said he was too young to fight Amr ibn Wadd al-Amri. If you care about age, where were the elders when Amr ibn Wadd al-Amri was cha challenging the Muslims? So Ali, it's okay for him to fight in battle, but it's not okay for him to lead the Ummah. And the Prophet, in his last days, he appoints Usama ibn Zayd, who was 18 years old, to be a general. So these are all fake reasons that were put forward. It really goes back to the issue of, of hubbud dunya, of hasad, and, uh, and so on and so forth. And one final comment, I know time is limited, is that one important lesson that we learn from the event of Ghadir is that we should never gauge the truth by the number of followers. This is an example of the truth is clear, but people's hearts are inclined towards dunya. They have certain motives. So we should never gauge haq by how many adherents are on this path. This is something that we learned from Ibrahim. It's something that we learned from Nuh. And it's something that we learn from Ali ibn Abi Talib. That Aliyun ma'al haq wal haqu ma'ali. That truth is with Ali and Ali is with the truth. Even if the whole world is against him. So we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to keep us steadfast on the path of wilaya, on the path of Amir al-Mu'mineen. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to honor us with the ziyar of Ali ibn Abi Talib, inshallah, next year under his blessed dome in the holy city of Najaf. And most importantly, we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to grant us the shafa'ah, the intercession of Amir al-Mu'mineen on the day of judgment. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وآله الطاهرين اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد وعجل فرجهم Thank you very much Sheikhna for your excellent presentation May Allah bless you for the work that you're doing and for inculcating the love of Ali ibn Abi Talib into the hearts of Muslims around the world Sheikhna Thank you so much uh, for your time Now Sheikhna uh, given this is the day of Ghadir uh, and a day of happiness and joy uh, for our next segment, uh, as you might have been following, uh, we would like to have a bit of fun uh, with your permission, Sheikhna. Uh, a very brief interactive Q&A where we get to know more about Sheikh Azhar Nasser. Are you okay to take part, Sheikh? Yes, absolutely. All right. But my only request would be to not repeat the same answers as Sheikh Jafar Jafar had given. If you I, are, I, I honestly didn't even hear it. I just heard the last one. So I, I, I'll try okay. not to the same answer. <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. Lovely. So let's start. Number one, Sheikhna, um, who is your favorite Islamic hero? My favorite Islamic hero? Yes. Does, does, does it include the Ahlul Bayt? Uh, I would say non-Ahlul uh, non Bayt. Non-Ahlul Bayt. I would say Alam al-Majlisi because okay. he collected, you know, uh, something that is a, a treasure of knowledge for us. You know, Bihar al-Anwar is... Uh, is 110 volumes of the Ulum of Ahlul Bayt, so I would consider him my hero. Fantastic. Number two, Sheikhna, if you could live anywhere on this earth, where would it be? If I could live anywhere, Najaf. Why, why Najaf? Because Ali ibn Abi Talib is there. Fair enough. Okay. Um, number three, what is your biggest fear, Sheikh? My biggest fear, my biggest fear is for Donald Trump to be re-elected. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay.
inshallah we hope that certainly doesn't happen um but yes that's i think that's most people's fears at the moment um question number four sheikh what is your favorite thing about about your career traveling of course this is pre-covid so <laughs> being okay. able to travel and, and see different parts of the world meet different people go to different communities that's definitely one of the perks of uh, of what i do of course uh question number five sheikh how many languages can you speak so I would say too fluently, Farsi, I can understand a little bit, but I, I, it's nothing that I would brag about. So English and Arabic, I'm assuming. Yes. And, and Farsi is, okay. Question number number six, Sheikh. Uh, what makes you happy or laugh the most? What makes me happy and laugh the most? My daughter. Really? Mashallah. Two, okay. two and a half year old daughter. What, what's your daughter's name, Sheikh? Zainab. Mashallah, mashallah, beautiful, beautiful name. May Allah bless her. Okay, number seven, Sheikh. Now, um, how long does it take for Sheikh Azhar Nasser to get ready in the morning? You know, you'll get. If you ask me, I would say it takes me very, uh, very little time. But if you ask my wife, she thinks that I take too long. I think it takes me about with a shower and everything. I would say about 10, 15 minutes. Okay, and so the follow-up to that is, in Islamically, what is the best way to start the day, Sheikh? The best way to start the day, I would hope by praying Salat al-Fajr. I would hope that's the that's that's how you after, start your day. But after 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 Fajr, after Fajr, I would say having a healthy breakfast and maybe going for a run, going to the gym. Is that what you do, Sheikh? See, <laughs> ideally, that's what I would like to do. But I I don't end up working out until late in the evening. But uh, yes, I don't want to be hypocritical and and uh, but that's that's what I'm aspiring to. Okay, fair enough. That's, that's what everyone aspires to be, Sheikh, not even myself, but this just doesn't happen. Um, question number eight, Sheikh. Now, what was Sheikh Azhar Nasser's favorite subject in school? What was my favorite subject in school? Gym. Really? Yeah, like when I, when I was in like middle school, high school, yeah, I liked uh, PE, physical education. What did you like playing the most? Basketball. Okay. And what, what, what team do you follow? You know, back I mean, now, I don't watch bas basketball as much, but back in the day, I mean, I'm a, I'm an '80s baby, so uh, so I, I watched Michael Jordan during his uh, during his peak. Okay. So that that that's when talent was was equally distributed in the league. You, we didn't have these like super teams like we do today. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, question number number nine, Sheikh. What takes up a lot of your time as a Sheikh, as a scholar? Emails. People email lengthy questions and, uh, you know, you try to get back to people as much as you can. So just, you know, helping people resolve some of their social issues, their marital issues, that takes a lot of time. And I would say second, lecture prep. Could you give us an insight? How long does it take you to prepare for a lecture? It depends. It really depends on the topic. If it's a topic that I'm familiar with, then not very much. It's just really a matter of just jotting some, organizing my thoughts but if it's a topic, you know, for like, like Muharram Majalis, I, I spend a little bit extra time because you want to present newer material. I would say each Majlis takes me about, you know, four to five hours of research and prep. Yeah. Okay. And last question, Sheikhna. What is your favorite surah in the Holy Quran? My favorite surah in the Quran is, uh, I would say, Surah Al-Insan. Why, why is that? Why is because because it's a very pleasant surah in the sense that it's it's full of descriptions of paradise and it's uh it's it, it was revealed in honor of uh of ashab al-kisa 
and just on that note, I know you had written a book about paradise. Can you just um, give our audience, those watching at home, um, just a bit, a, a brief summary of, of what the book is about and, and where they can get it from? Yeah, so in, in 2018, I published uh, a book titled The Grand Tour, Quranic Descriptions of Paradise. And the reason why I wrote the book was to kind of, you know, give hope to people and remind people of Allah's vast mercy that, you know, one of the biggest sins is to lose, lose hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. So I wrote this book and it, it contains uh, five chapters. The first chapter speaks uh, about the theological question of, you know, whether paradise exists now or is it something that will be created in the future? And I think the, the second chapter is uh, about the actions that we can do in this life, or the actions that have been promised paradise, the path to paradise. And then chapter three, I speak about the, uh, the material blessings of paradise. Chapter four is the spiritual blessings of paradise. And the fifth chapter, I, uh, I believe, if I recall, it's about the, uh, the gates of paradise. MashaAllah. The, or the levels of paradise. So uh, it's a book really to kind of, uh, you know, give people hope and uh, and just remind remind them of of the great favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that lies ahead for the believers. And, and it's called The Grand Tour, right? The Grand Tour, Quranic Descriptions of Paradise, yes. And it's available on Amazon? Amazon, yes. Perfect. Okay, well, Sheikh Azhar Nasr, that concludes our segment with yourself. Thank you so much, Sheikhna, for taking part. May Allah bless you uh, for all the work that you're doing, Sheikhna. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you again in Toronto uh, very, very soon as well, Sheikh. Keep us Allah. in your prayers. So, dear viewers, that was Sheikh Azhar Nasr. Now, uh, it gives me great pleasure to invite and welcome back my very good friend, uh, Brother Imran Datu to recite for us a qasida in praise of the Ahlul Bayt alayhim wassalam. Imran, salam alaykum, Eid Mubarak. Uh, and uh, can I ask our viewers watching at home to welcome Imran with a loud Sallu ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad. Allahumma. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad. Imran, tafadhan. Maulana, Sayyid Saghir, Sayyid Rizwi, salam alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And my dear brother Hussein. Assalamu alaikum and my dear, every, not my viewers, the viewers of uh, the program today, uh, Eid Mubarak to you all. Um, we, are, we are very lucky um, in a way, unlucky in a way that we can't go to our centers, but still lucky we get to celebrate the Eid that completes our faith and completes our deen, inshallah. So uh, I'll recite a piece in Urdu um, and I think everybody is familiar with this. So inshallah, Hussein, do join in as well. Um, sure. It talks about how the... Uh, how the lovers of Imam Ali salam celebrate and uh, you know that is in the natural form of Nara Hedri. So inshallah, uh, Hussein, uh, that'll be your call inshallah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Salli ala Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad. Lagate hai nare लगाते है दरी नारे है चेहरे मुस्कुराते हैं अली के चाहने वाले खुशी ऐसे मनाते हैं अली के चाहने वाले खुशी ऐसे मनाते हैं Wherever we are, let us light our houses with a nara है दरी Yali. 
हमारी बंदगी मौला हमारी जिंदगी मौला नबी ने कह दिया मौला जिसे बस है वही मौला जिसे बस है वही मौला सिखाया माने अपनी लोरियों में याली मौला गदीरे खुम का किस्सा गदीरे खुम का किस्सा अपने बच्चों को सुनाते अली के अली के अली के चाहने वाले खुशी ऐसे मनाते हैं अली के चाहने वाले खुशी ऐसे मनाते हैं जो कहलाता है मोमिन करबला का है वो बाशिंदा मजालिम के मुकाबल खून से रहता है पाइंदा अली पर जान देकर ये हमेशा हो गए जिंदा अली पर जान देकर ये हमेशा हो गए जिंदा शहीदों के तो चेहरे भी शहीदों के तो चेहरे भी कफन में मुस्कुरा चाहने वाले खुशी ऐसे मनाते हैं और ये आखिरी अंतर के लिए आप आपकी जहन ओहद तक ले जाइए जहाँ लोग की आदत भागने की होती है तो तो चाहता हूँ जो अपने रोह को पहले दिन से ही हैदर से मोड़े हैं अली की तेज को देखा तो कितनी तेज दौड़े फरार ऐसे हुए आगे के पीछे उनके घोड़े हैं हम उनका जिक्र करते हैं कि जो आधी भगोड़े हैं है आदत भागने की जिनको है आदत है आदत है आदत भागने की जिनको हम उनको भगाते हैं के चाहने वाले खुशी ऐसे मनाते हैं लगाते है दरी नारे लगाते है दरी नारे है चेहरे मुस्कुराते हैं अली अली के चाहने वाले खुशी ऐसे मनाते हैं खिलाफ मोहम्मद वाली मोहम्मद सलावत Habibi Imran, thank you so much for that beautiful recitation. I know you mentioned a verse about those who ran away from uh, from Ahad. Uh, however, the only thing I'm running away from right now is time. So I'd love for you to uh, recite more for us, but time is critical right now. But thank you so much for, for blessing. I hope I haven't taken too much. No, no, no. Assalamualaikum. Uh, May Allah bless you, uh, and inshallah, we look forward to seeing you in person again very soon. Thank you so much. Uh, that was Brother Imran Datu. Uh, now it gives me great pleasure to welcome our next speaker, another favorite of ISIJ of Toronto, especially uh, among the Urdu-speaking audience, the resident alim of Razawi Center in Hamilton, Maulana Sagir Hussain. Salam alaikum and Eid Mubarak, Maulana. 
मेरी भी उर्दू आप इतनी ही है तकरीबन बस थोड़ा सा फर्क होगा इसलिए Thank you so much. I I I did prepare a little bit. Um, so Mulana, agar um, aap uh, barakara, mashallah, hamare liye ghadir ke baare mein kuch baat kar sakte Mulana, please. Ji, sure. Audo billahi mina shaytan al-rajim. Bismillahi al-Rahman al-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil alamin wa bihi nasta'in wa huwa khairu nasirin wa muin. Thumma salatu wa salam ala Muhammadin wa itratihi al-tahirin. सबसे पहले दोबारा आप सबको बिलखसूस हुसैन भाई आपको और बातमाम एहतराम हजूर मौलाना रिजवी साहब हाफिजा को मेरी तरफ से सलाम ईद करीब मुबारक और तमामत की खिदमत में हकीक की तरफ से इस वलायत की ईद की मुबारक और परवरदिगार से साथ में दुआ है कि परवरदिगार हमारा खात्मा भी इसी वलायत पर ही करें और इन जिनके हम मवाली हैं जिनकी वलायत के मौके रोकायल हैं हमें उनकी शफात नसीब करे दुनिया और आखरत में बाज़रे सलावात ने बहुत इस्तेफादा किया हमारे शेख अजहर नासिर से इतने थोड़े वक्त में इतना उसारा और खुलासा बहुत ही अनलाइटिंग और दिल को तस्किन देने वाली ईमान में इजाफा करने वाली हकीकत जो मौजू है खुतब गदीर जैसा कि आप सब लोग इस बात के मुस्ताजर हैं जनाब रसूल अक्रम सलम जब मक्का से हजतुलविदा अदा फरमा कर वापस पलटे हैं तो रास्ते में एक जो आज कल के मकाम के एतबार से जिसका नाम है जोहफा जो के हज का एहराम बांधने की भी एक मीकात का मकाम है जोहफा वहां पर एक मुकामी उस वक़्त का नाम हुआ करता था खुम जो आज भी मशहूर है गदीर खुम के नाम से तो बहरहाल ये पुराना नाम खुम था आजकल जो है वो जोहफा है वहां पर जब हुजूर अकरम पहुंचे लंबा खुतबा है मैं इसके कुछ आपको बीच में से हिस्से ही पढ़वाऊंगा आपकी खिदमत में ताकि जरा विदिन दस मिनट गुफ्तु को समेटा जा सके तो इस खुतबे से वारद होने से पहले मैं ये अर्ज करता चलूं कि हुसन चाहे कही परवरदिगार आलम ये है कि ये खुतबा तमाम तमाम कराम ने बिला तफरीक शिया सुन्नी वहाबी वहाबी सामीन के जो इनके बेहतरीन आलिम है इबन कफीर दमिश्की अलविदा व नहाया मुख्तलिफ तरक और मुख्तलिफ असनाद के साथ उन्होंने इस खुतबे को नकल किया है तबरी सुन्नी जो मारख भी हैं मुफसर भी हैं उन्होंने कई असनाद के साथ इसको नकल किया है और तमाम इस पर मुतफ हैं कि ये मुतवातर है ये वाक़ और जो हदीस गदीर के नाम से हदीस है वो भी मुतवातर हदीस में से है मुतवा हदीस में से है यानी उसके सदूर में किसी किस्म का कोई शक को शुभा नहीं मैंने अपनी लास्ट मजलिस में भी ये अर्ज किया था कि देखिए जब हमारे पास बेनवान मुसलमान कोई भी फरमोदय 
پیغمبر اکرم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ہمارے نزدیک ثابت ہو جائے کہ یہ بات نبی اکرم کی حدیث ہے یہ انہوں نے فرمائی ہے میں دوبارہ دوہرا رہا ہوں پلیز نوٹ ڈاؤن دی پوائنٹ ایک حدیث ہے کہ جس میں اختلاف ہے کہ بھائی کچھ مانتے ہیں کہ یہ نبی سے سادر ہوا ہے کچھ مانتے ہیں کہ نہیں یہ ان کا فرمان نہیں ہے وہ ایک اور بات ہے لیکن جب ہم اس بات کی اس وقت موقع کی بات کر رہے ہیں جب ثابت ہو جائے کہ یہ فلان حدیث نبی اکرم نے فروائی ہے یہ ان کا کلام ہے اس وقت بے عنوان مسلمان ہمارے پاس کوئی مجال کوئی اس چیز کی گنجائش نہیں رہ جاتی کہ ہم اس فرمان سے سرپیچی کریں اس سے منہ موڑیں اس کا انکار کریں اس نقطے کو واضح کرنے کے بعد اب میں وارد ہوں گا کہ جب نبی اکرم مقام خم پر پہنچے تو وہاں پر اس دن بہت گرمی تھی سخت گرمی کا دن تھا کہ مورخین نے لکھا ہے کہ حتیٰ لوگ یوں کر رہے تھے کہ اپنی چادروں کا کچھ حصہ اپنے سروں پر لے رہے تھے اور کچھ حصہ اپنے پاؤں کے نیچے بچھا رہے تھے گرمی سے بچنے کے لیے اتنی شدید گرمی تھی اس میں جو ہے فلسفے بہت زیادہ آئے ہیں کہ اس وقت اس مقام پر دن کے حصے میں کیوں یہاں پر سرکار معاب رسالت نے روکا لوگوں کو تو وہ یہ تھا کہ پیغام ذرا بڑا یاد ہو جائے لوگوں کو مخصوص دن میں مخصوص اوقات میں مخصوص وقت میں حالات میں جب یہ پیغام دیا جائے تو لوگوں کو یاد رہے کہ یار اس دن بڑی سخت گرمی تھی بڑے سخت حالات ہیں نارملی جو آسانیاں ہوتی ہیں ہم بھول جاتے ہیں جو کٹھن اور مشکل حالات اور وقت رہتا ہے وہ ہمیں ہمیشہ یاد رہتا ہے تو خلاصہ یہ کہ جب نبی اکرم نے نماز زہرین ادا کر لی تو نبی اکرم کے پاس وہی آئی جبرائیل امین تشریف لائے اور یہ آیا نازل ہوئی یا رسول پروردگار عالم کے پیغمبر آپ کی طرف جو اللہ کی طرف سے نازل ہوا ہے پیغام اس کو آپ پہنچا دیجئے اور اگلا حصہ ہوا علم تفال یہ حصہ اتنا ضروری ہے اور اگر آپ نے یہ پیغام نہیں پہنچایا رسالت تو آپ نے رسالت کا کوئی بھی کام نہیں پہنچایا یعنی اللہ کی ساری رسالت ہی نہیں پہنچائی وہ اللہ یہاں سے موقع میں ناس اور اس کام میں خطرہ بھی تھا نبی اکرم کی جان کے لیے تو اللہ نے گارنٹی دی کہ آپ کو اللہ میاں لوگوں کے گزاند سے محفوظ رکھے گا ان اللہ اللہ دل قمل اللہ تعالیٰ کافروں کی ہدایت نہیں کرتا یہ جب آیت نازل ہوئی تو نبی اکرم نے لوگوں کو جو حکم دیا کہ سب جمع ہو جائیں تو میں خطبے کا وہ حصہ تھوڑا سا کہ جہاں پر آپ کے ذہن کو ملانے کے لیے کہ وہ دول رسول اللہ نبی اکرم کے لیے ایک صاحبان مقرر کیا گیا اونٹوں کا پالان وہاں پر بنا کر ان کے لیے ممبر بنایا گیا نبی اکرم اس کے اوپر چڑھے اور ساتھ میں جس تقریب ذہن کے لیے علی مرتضی علیہ السلام کو اپنے ساتھ کھڑا کیا وہ پاس میں کھڑے تھے نبی اکرم ممبر پر اونچے مقام پر تشریف فرما ہوئے خطبے کے الفاظ ہیں علامہ امینی سے میں نقل کر رہا ہوں قام خطیباً وسط القوم اعلی اقتاب الابل نبی اکرم قوم کے بالکل درمیان میں اب سارا اس وقت کا اسلامی مجمع نبی اکرم کی ارد گرد اکٹھا ہے ذرا اپنا ذہن غدیر خم میں لے جائیے نبی اکرم نے وسط میں کھڑے ہو کر خطبہ دینا شروع کیا لوگوں کو اسما جمیا رافع یہ بڑے ضروری بات ہے نبی اکرم نے اونچی آواز کر کے لوگوں کو اپنی طرف متوجہ کیا اور فرمایا کہ میری بات سب کو سنی آواز آ رہی ہے نا میری لوگوں نے جب اقرار کیا جی یا رسول اللہ کی آواز آ رہی ہے تو انہوں نے خطبہ شروع کیا الحمد للہ 
ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا اس طرح جو خطبہ دیتے دیتے نبی کرم نے جب اپنی شہادت دے لی وان محمد عبده ورسوله پہ فرمایا اما بعد ايها الناس قد نبأني اللطيف الخبير لوگو مجھے بڑے آگاہ جاننے والے اللہ نے یہ اطلاع دی ہے کہ میں جلد تمہارے درمیان میں سے چلا جاؤں گا یعنی میری موت واقع ہونے والی ہے اور انی مسؤول مجھ سے سوال کیا جائے گا وانتم مسؤولون اور اپ سے سوال کیا جائے گا فماذا انتم قائلون اپ لوگ کیا جواب دو گے یہ بہت ضروری نقطہ توجہ کیجئے قالو نشهد انك قد بلغت ونصحت وجهدت فجزاك الله خيرا ہم گواہی دیتے ہیں یا رسول اللہ کہ آپ نے اللہ کا پیغام پہنچا دیا آپ نے ہمیں نصیحتیں کر دی آپ نے اللہ کی راہ میں جد و جہد کی آپ نے کوشش کی اللہ میاں آپ کو اس کا بہترین اجر عطا کرے جب اس طرح سے نبی اکرم نے ان سے اقرار لیا قالا الستم تشہدون کیا تم گواہ نہیں ہو کہ اللہ الہ الا اللہ وانا محمد عبده ورسوله جب ان لوگوں نے کہا قالو بلا نشہد بذلك یا رسول اللہ بالکل ہم اس بات کی گواہی دیتے ہیں قال اللهم اشهد اللہ کے رسول نے فرمایا اے اللہ اس بات پر گواہ رہنا کہ یہ ساری امت میری تبلیغ رسالت پر گواہ ہے کہ جو اپ نے مجھے حکم دیا تھا وہ میں نے پہنچا دیا ثم قال ايها الناس الا تسمعون لوگوں کیا اپ کو میری آواز آ رہی ہے قالوا نعم لوگوں نے کہا جی یا رسول اللہ ہمیں آپ کی آواز آ رہی ہے دیکھیے آج کے مائکروفون آج کے لاؤڈرز کو ذہن میں نہیں رکھیے اس وقت دیکھیے ہمارے نبی نے کتنی مشقت کتنی سختیاں اٹھا کے ان کو کتنا اونچا بولنا پڑ رہا ہوگا موجود تھے جن کے سامنے نبی اکرم اپنی عام آواز میں بول رہے تھے اونچی بول بول کے لوگوں سے اقرار لے رہے تھے کہ الات اسماؤنا کیا آپ لوگوں کو میری آواز آ رہی ہے لوگ کہتے تھے قانون نام یا رسول اللہ پھر نبی اکرم نے فرمایا دیکھو میں تمہارے درمیان حدیثیں ثقلین فرمائی میں سمیٹ رہا ہوں کہا کہ میں تمہارے درمیان دو گراں قیدر چیزیں چھوڑ کے جا رہا ہوں اللہ کی کتاب اور میری اطرت میرے اہل بیت فانظرو کیف تخلقونی فی ثقلین دھیان رکھنا خیال رکھنا بی کیرفل میرے بات تم ان دونوں کے ساتھ کیا سلوک کرو گے ثم اخذ بید علیم پھر نبی اکرم نے علی امرت جاتے ہاتھ اٹھا کے بلند کیا رفعہو حتی رؤیا بیاض احباتہما حتی کہ دونوں کی بغلوں کی سفیدی بوت اف دی آن فکس ورسین اور دونوں نظر آنے لگی لوگوں کو پھر نبی اکرم نے کہا ایوہ الناس من اولا الناس بالمؤمنین من انفسهم اے لوگوں لوگوں کے اوپر ان کی جانوں سے زیادہ کس کا حق ہے قالو اللہ و رسول اعلم لوگوں نے کہا اللہ اور اللہ کا رسول بہتر جانتے ہیں یا رسول اللہ قالو ان اللہ مولا یا رسول پاک نے فرمایا اللہ میرا مولا ہے و انا مولا المؤمنین اور میں مؤمنین کا مولا ہوں و انا اولا بہم من انفوسہم اور میں ان کی جانوں پر ان سے زیادہ اختیار رکھتا ہوں فمن کنت مولا ہو فعلی ان مولا تو بس جس جس کا میں مولا ہوں اس اس کا یہ علی مولا ہے علی مرتضی کا ہاتھ وہ پہلے بلند کر چکے تھے سب لوگ دیکھ رہے تھے یقولہ ثلاث مراتن نبی اکرم نے یہ بات تین مرتبہ فرمائی وفی لفظ احمد امام الحنابلہ امام احمد ابن حنبل جو حنبلیوں کے امام ہیں ان کی حدیث میں آیا ہے اربعہ مراتن نبی اکرم نے یہ بات چار مرتبہ فرمائی لوگوں سے یہ بات جب فرما چکے تو پھر سمہ کالا اللہ کے رسول نے فرمایا 
اللہ کے رسول نے فرمایا اللہ والے من والا ہو آدھے من آدھا ہو اے اللہ میاں اس کو دوست رکھ جو علی کو دوست رکھے اس کا دشمن رہ جو علی کو دشمن رکھے اسے محبت کر جو علی سے محبت کرے اسے بغض رکھ جو علی سے بغض رکھے اے اللہ میاں اس کی مدد فرما جو علی کی مدد کرے اور اللہ میاں اس کو چھوڑ دے جو علی کو چھوڑ دے وَعَدْرِ الْحَقَّ مَعَهُ حَيْثُ دَارِ اور اے اللہ میاں حق کو اس طرف موڑ دے جس طرف علی کا رخ مڑا ہوا جس طرف علی کا چہرہ ہو جس طرف علی ہو اے اللہ میاں حق کو اس طرف موڑ دے اور آخری جملہ جو بڑا ضروری جملہ ہے اَلَا فَلْيُبَلِّغِ شَاهِدُ الْغَائِبَا دیکھو یہ جو تم موجود ہو حاضر ہو یہ جو غائب ہے ان کی طرف یہ پیغام پہنچا دو یہ روح ہے یہ جملہ نبی اکرم نے فرمایا کہ دیکھو میں اور آپ آج بھی میں حدیث کو ختم کرنے سے پہلے آخری جملہ امام رضا علیہ السلام کے زبان مبارک سے ادا کرنا چاہوں گا مولا رضا علیہ السلام جو کہ ہمیں پتا ہے ولی احد مقرر کیے گئے تھے معمون کی طرف سے امام اٹھتے بیٹھتے آتے جاتے اکثر کربلا کا ذکر کرتے تھے ایک دن ایک صحابی نے پوچھا یا ابن رسول اللہ ہم اکثر دیکھتے ہیں کہ آپ کربلا کا اتنا زیادہ ذکر فرماتے ہیں یہ کیوں ہے امام رضا علیہ السلام نے فرمایا دیکھو تم لوگ جو انشیانی لوگ جو تھے نبی اکرم کی اردگرد انہوں نے غدیر کا پیغام بھلا دیا میں کربلا کی بات اس لیے بار بار کرتا ہوں تاکہ تم لوگ کربلا کا پیغام بھی غدیر کی طرح بھول نہ جاؤ تو نبی اکرم نے جو فرمایا نا فَلْجُبَلِّغِ شَاهِدُ الْغَائِبِ کہ یہ جو شاہد ہیں اس بات کے گواہ ہیں آئی ویٹنسز ہیں ان کے اوپر لازم ہے کہ یہ میری یہ حدیث یہ غدیر کا پیغام ولایت جو یہاں پر موجود نہیں ہے ان سب کو بھی پہنچا دیں تو بس ہم سب کو چاہیے کہ ہم حدیث غدیر کو اپنے بڑے اپنے ساتھی اپنے دوستوں اپنے بچوں فیملی جو بھی ہمارے حلقہ احباب ہیں سب کے ساتھ ہمیشہ اس کو بار بار دہرائیں اس کو سب کو سمجھائیں سب کے ساتھ اس کے اوپر بحث کریں علمی اخلاقی ہر طرح کی تاریخی اس کی سند پر تاکہ یہ متواترہ حدیث جیسا کہ ہمارے آئمان ہیں مسلم نے تحقیق فرمائی ہے جس طرح سے لوگوں نے شروع میں کوشش کی کہ وہ اس کو کافی حد تک ذکر نہ کریں چھپانے کی کوشش کریں تو اس لیے اس حدیث کو زیادہ زیادہ آگے پہنچائیے تاکہ یہ پیغام غدیر ہمیشہ زندہ رہے اور پائندہ رہے اور ہمارے دلوں کو اسے تقویت ملتی رہے اور جس طرح ہم رسالے پر متفق ہیں اسی طرح ہمیشہ ہم ولایت کی راہ پر گامزن رہیں وَسَلَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى مُحَمَّدٍ وَآلِهِ الطَّيِّبِينَ الطَّاهِرِينَ اللہم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم محمد وآلِ محمد محمد وآلِ محمد محمد وآلِ محمد محمد وآلِ محمد ابھی مولانا ہم نے کچھ سوالات تیار کیے ہیں تاکہ ہمارے ممبرز جو ہیں آپ کو زیادہ جانا سکے اور ہم بھی انشاءاللہ سو جسٹ افیو قویشنز بڑھانا آپ تیار ہو جی تقریباً ابھی آپ جیسے قربانی کرنا چاہیں کر لیں اوکے انشاءاللہ اوکے بڑھانا قویشن نمبر ون آپ کا فیوریٹ اسلامی ہیرو کون ہے آف کورس اہل بیت کے علاوہ صحیح جی جی حضرت عباس علیہ السلام ماشاءاللہ کیوں حضرت عباس حضرت عباس علیہ السلام ایک کامل نمونہ ہے کہ دیکھیں ہم غیر معصوم انسان جو ہیں وہ اپنے امام زمان کی کس طرح سے بہترین انداز میں سپورٹ اور مدر اور اطاعت کر سکتے ہیں حضرت عباس نے تمام دین کو اصول دین فروات دین کو ہمارے لیے عملی کر کے ہمیں بتا دیا کہ دیکھو جیسے میں غیر معصوم ہو کہ ان کی تربیت کے اوپر چلتے ہوئے ان کی اتباع کر رہا ہوں ایسے تم بھی میرے عاشق ہوتے ہوئے 
میری راہ پر چلتے ہوئے اپنے امام زمانہ کی میری طرح اطاعت کر لوں تمہارے پاس جتنا علم تھا تم نے اس کے اوپر اس کے مطابق اس لیول پہ عمل نے کیا تو میرے پاس کوئی جواب نہیں ہوگا ماس وائس کے میں اہل بیت سے شفاعت کی دعا کروں سب سے زیادہ خوش کرتی ہے اگر مجھے پتا چل جائے نا کہ مجھے جنت کا پروانہ مل گیا تو لگا بہترین آپ کی بات بالکل سمجھ میں آ رہی ہے اور آپ بہترین کمیونیکیٹ کر رہے ہیں بھائی ٹھیک نہیں ہوا آپ اس کو جاری رکھیے go with the statement of Imam Muhammad al-Baqir where he talks about five important uh, pillars of Islam where he talks about Salat and then he talks about fasting then he talks about Zakat and charity he talks about Hajj and then he talks about Vilaya and um, it's it's interesting that he says when it comes to the uh, the prayers and the fasting and charity and pilgrimage to Mecca He says on all this, there is a rukhsa. You know Swahili, rukhsa means there is some flexibility. There is some leniency. If you can't pray normally, you can sit down. If you can't sit down, you can lie down. If you can't do wudu, uh, you do tayammum. 
if you are not feeling well, you are exempted from fasting on that day. You can do qada. Um, if you don't have uh, access of money, then zakat wouldn't be wajib on you. If you don't, if you are not affluent uh, person, you don't have money to go for hajj. Hajj is not wajib on you. But then he ends, and I'm just summarizing his words here. He says, when it comes to vilaya, whether you are rich or poor, you are sick or healthy, in whatever condition you are, vilayat is wajib for you. There is no ruksa in them at all. And this is where we have to realize that that is actually the foundation of our faith. And, um, you know, looking at the event of Ghadir, I just gave a talk yesterday for the uh, Friday, um, you know, message. But let me just connect with one ayat uh, to this issue of vilayat. What does it mean? Um, if you go to Surah Maidah, ayat number 55, and you will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there, um, and this is an ayat which actually was revealed on the 24th of Zilhijjah. So we are not away from the event. You know, this month of Zilhijjah is a, is a very blessed month as far as Ali is concerned. The first of Zilhijjah, you have his marriage. Third of Zilhijjah is the, uh, the day in the ninth year of Hijrah where the Prophet actually sent Ali uh, and said, go and, you know, reach to Abu Bakr and take the ayat of Bara'at uh, of Surah Tawbah back from him and you go and announce it. Uh, and so that was a very important event. Then you have 18th of Zilhijjah, the event of Ghadir. Then again, 18th of Zilhijjah, about 25 years after that, Muslims come and pledge allegiance on the hands of Ali on the day of Ghadir, 25 years late. Then you have 24th of Zilhijjah, ninth year again, Mubahala is happening. On the same 24th of Zilhijjah, the ayat of Vilayat from Surah Maida, ayat 55 was revealed. Which year, we don't know, but it was in 24th of Zilhijjah. And 25th of Zilhijjah is the revelation of uh, Surah Al-Ata uh, or Surah Insan uh, regarding the Ahlul Bayt fasting for the three days. So let me go, go to this ayat of um, Surah Ma'idah. إِنَّمَا وَلَيُّكُمُ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا الَّذِينَ يُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةِ وَيُؤْتُونَ الزَّكَاةِ وَهُمْ رَاكِئُونَ That your guardian, your leader or guardian is only Allah and his messenger and the faithful who pray and give charity in the state of ruku. Now, this is very interesting. You know, when it comes to Allah and Rasul, we know who are they. But who, who, whom is Allah referring to when he says, amanu, salat, Here, wa is means while they were in the state of ruku, giving charity. And, you know, when it comes to the Shi'i perspective, we believe, supported by narrations from Sunni uh, scholars of tafsir and hadith and theology, that this refers to none other than Abi, Ali bin Abi Talib, Just very quickly, yeah. just one narration from Imam Fakhruddin Razi. Uh, he narrates uh, Abu Dhal al-Ghifari. He says, uh, I we were there in the Masjid of Nabi after the prayers. We were still there. We saw Ali was doing his nafila prayers. And a beggar came in asking for help. Nobody responded to him. Eventually, this fellow raised his hand and he says, Allahumma shahad inni sa'altu fi masjid Rasulillah, falam ya'atini ahadun shay'a. Allah be witness. I went begging in the masjid of Rasulullah 
but nobody gave me anything. At that time, according to Abu Dhar, Ali was in the state of Ruku, extended his hand, which had a ring in it, indicating to the beggar, take this away. The beggar understood the indication. He came and took the ring away. And at that time, Rasulullah observed that. And he prays to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah, my brother Musa, you know, he prayed to you that he wants a, a supporter and a nasir and a wazir. And he said, you know, appoint my brother Harun as my supporter here. I ask you, Allah, that I am Muhammad, your Nabi and Safi. Allah, you know, make me stronger. Appoint a wazir for me from my family in form of Ali, who would be my support. And as soon as Rasulullah, according to the narration in uh, Tafsir Kabir, you know, has just finished his dua when Jibreel descended and he says, Ya Muhammad, Iqra, O Muhammad, read. And the Prophet says, What do I read? He said, Read this ayat, which was revealed at that time. <laughs> And so here, we see if you go to in detail in the Tafsir al-Mizan, you will see Allama Tabatabai has a very beautiful discussion there. He says, here the word wali yukum is used in the same way for Allah Rasul and the, that one mu'min who was giving charity in the state of Ruku. And therefore, he says there is no difference in the meaning of vilayat here for Allah, Rasul, and uh, for Ali. The only difference is that the vilayat here, the authority and the guardianship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala belongs to Allah directly and it belongs to Rasulullah and Ali indirectly with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so that is where we say that who is our mawla and master? We say, la ilaha illallah, Allah is our wali. Muhammadun Rasulullah is our wali, wa aliyun waliullah. Ali is our wali. The next ayat, I'll just end with that, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَنْ يَتَوَلَّ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا And whoever takes Allah and Rasul and that mu'min, referring to Ali, is you know as the guardian and follows that vilayat they are part of hezbollah they are part of the part of allah's allah's party and they are the one who are victorious ones and so you know um may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always keep us on the path of the vilayat of ali ibn abi talib Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad. Thank you so much, Molana, for that excellent presentation. Molana, now I'm sure you've been following the program. Um, you're, normally, the next segment is about 10 questions long, but because of the time, I'll only ask you five questions, Molana. Uh, are you okay to play this next segment with us, Molana? Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, I'm this okay is the, with just five only. <laughs> sure. I, I'm sure these, I got away from it. <laughs> these questions, I'm sure, are, are the first time you've ever been asked these questions. Um, so this, the answers, I think mo most of our members are looking forward to the most, especially Sheikh Jafar Jafar. That's why he's still here, he told me before. That's why I came back, Mulana. Okay. <laughs> Mulana, so question number one, Mulana. Uh, who is your favorite Islamic hero, non-Masumin? Well, I would actually uh, go to the name of Sheikh Al-Mufid. 
Okay. He comes in a very um, crucial time in Shi history, right in the beginning of the Ghaybat al-Kubra. And his impact has really been very great as far as uh, establishing the, uh, the theology and the jurisprudence of our, our faith. Ahsan, thank you. Question number two, Marana. What is your biggest fear? The biggest fear is about myself or anything? Yourself, yourself. Like, what, what, what do you fear the most? Uh, about myself. Well, um, in dunya or akhira? <laughs> dunya, dunya. <laughs> well, when it comes to the issue of uh, dunya, you know, um, I... I'm always thank, thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that do not ever make me, you know, uh, in need of somebody who is not a gracious, uh, gracious person. Wow, subhanAllah. We need, we need people anyway. But oh Allah, don't force me to go to somebody who doesn't have that karama Mashallah. and grace. Ahsan, thank you, Mulana. Uh, question number three, what is your favorite thing about your career as a scholar, as a speaker? I think the, the most uh, important thing that I, I uh, when I look back is when uh, people tell me that, you know, you said this or you did, did this, you know, and it changed my life, even though I don't even know them. I don't really, or sometimes don't even remember what I said, to whom did I say it? But when they come back after even a long time, and they mentioned this, this is where I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has so many ways of doing things, but if he's going to use me for the good, good of the um, you know, Shia community, alhamdulillah for that. Okay, question number four, Marana. What makes you laugh the most or happy the most? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, again, you know, I think uh, our uh, brother uh, says, Sagheer, Give a good answer. There's so many different options. I don't know which one to take. It could be family issues. It could be the community issues. Uh, you know, but I think, you know, when it comes to the issue of success of our community, uh, you know, family, uh, you know, from the family perspective, I'm now as a grandfather, you know, grandchildren would be the cause of, you know, happiness and smile for me. MashaAllah. Asan. And the last question, Mulana, is what is your favorite surah from the Holy Quran? My favorite surah would be Surah Al Hujarat, surah number 49. Uh, and, and why is that, very briefly? It is a surah I read as a student. It is a surah I always go back to. When I came to Vancouver in 1983, just two weeks before Ramadan, I initiated a tafsir program. There was no tafsir those days in Ramadan. Now it's common all, all over. And I told them I want 15 minutes from your Quran Khani time. And I want to present Surah um, Hujarat. The reason why I'm, I like it is it's a surah which combines some very important social, ethical, you know, values of Islam. Asan, Asan. Thank you so much, Mulana Sayyid Muhammad Rizvi, for taking part in this segment with us. It was thoroughly enjoyable. May Allah protect you uh, and we look forward to seeing you in person very soon, Mulana. Jazakallah khair. Okay.
Hassan. Okay, our final Qasida this evening uh, is uh, going to be recited by one of the many great talents that we have here in Toronto, ISIJ of Toronto's very own brother, Muhammad Hussein Kanji. Can I please request you all to welcome him with a nare salawat. But Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad salawat. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad. Kanji, over to you. Hedar ke ki जो हद ढूंढ रहे Thank you so much. MashaAllah, that was uh, very well recited, uh, Brother Kanji. MashaAllah, for that eloquent recitation. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. Uh, and we look forward to hearing more of your recitations in person in the mosque, inshallah, very, very soon. Okay, um, now, uh, may I now please welcome uh, Muki Akil by Karim uh, to deliver uh, Jamaat announcements. And of course, I hope he has prepared a couplet that we look forward to on most occasions, inshallah. So, Brother Akil by over to you. Mumin, salamun alaikum, jamia wa rahmatullah. On behalf of all of us, we express our felicitations to the Imam of our time on this auspicious occasion of Eid al-Ghadir, the Eid of Wilaya. Eid al-Ghadir ke mawke pe janab mir takallum ke chand ash'ar pesh karna chara tha, lekin wakt ki kami ki wajah se sirf do share aap ke khidmat me pesh karna chahunga. 
ईदों के लिए है ईद का दिन हर घर को सजाया जाता है ईदों के लिए है ईद का दिन हर घर को सजाया जाता है मौला को मौला मैदान में मिंबर पे बनाया जाता है सूरज की तपिश सहरा की तपिश और उस पे विलायत का ऐलान सूरज की तपिश सहरा की तपिश और उस पे विलायत का ऐलान क्या रोज है आज मुनाफिक को हर रुख से जलाया जाता है एक बड़े मोहम्मद वाल मोहम्मद in light of the fact that we have uh, very little time before maghrib just a few quick announcements and then we have a number of engagements that uh, we'd like to announce uh, this evening uh, firstly two upcoming ladies programs the wafat of the sons of hazrat muslim alay salam will be commemorated this wednesday at 11:30 a.m. and the eid al-mubahila program will be on friday at 11 a.m. both programs will be online only the jec is introducing an event to help address the changing job market with covid-19 and have put together an event to assist with job prospects and interviews during this time there will be two parts to this event uh from 10:30 to 11:30 a uh, am a webinar and q&a session providing tips and tricks to having a successful video interview and then uh optional will be 11:30 to 12:30 pm uh pre-registration of a 15 minute one-on-one mock video interview sessions led by experts with interviewing experience Finally on uh, this blessed occasion we're pleased to announce five engagements. Firstly Abbas Ali Karmali the son of Muhammad and Sukaina Karmali of Richmond Hill Ontario to Mahtab Manikya daughter of Shabir and Femina Manikya of Vaughan Ontario. Secondly Imran Dala son of Mahmud and Nahid Dala of North York to Zohra Bhimani daughter of Munsif Ali and Fatim Bhimani of London Ontario. Thirdly Ali Zaman Datu son of Hasnain and Siddiqa Datu of Sanford Florida to Sana Jaraj daughter of Kausar and Shirin Jaraj of Richmond Hill Ontario fourth Abu Dar Hirji son of Mujtaba and Zehra Hirji of Brampton to Hina Zafar daughter of Zafar Iqbal Kashmiri and Fatima Ali Raza Nathani of Dubai and finally Amir Jafar son of Muntazir and Fatima Jafar of Richmond Hill to Amina Darsi daughter of Hussein and Nazira Darsi of Stoville Ontario can i request firstly a salawat for all of these couples please Allahumma salli ala Muhammad Muhammad the almighty bless all of these couples and their families with his choicest blessings amen wassalamu alaikum jami'an wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Waalaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Asante sana Akil Bai Karim. Thank you so much uh, to all our guests who took part in the program this evening. Uh, this concludes our show. Uh, we hope you have all enjoyed and benefited from the lineup of speakers we've had today. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep you all safe and kindly keep us in your prayers uh, and we look forward to seeing each other in person once again very very soon. Have a lovely evening and rest of the weekend inshallah. We'll now stand for ziyarah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. السلام عليك يا ابا عبد الله السلام عليك يا ابن رسول الله السلام عليك يا ابن امير المؤمنين وابن سيد الوسيين السلام عليك يا ابن فاطمه الزهراء سيده نساء العالمين السلام على الحسين وعلى علي بن الحسين وعلى اولاد الحسين وعلى اصحاب الحسين جميعا ورحمه الله وبركاته السلام عليك يا غريب الغرباء 
السلطان أبو الحسن مولانا علي بن مصرزة ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام عليك يا مولانا يا صاحب العصر والزمان سيدي الأمان من فتة الزمان السلام عليك يا شريق القرآن السلام عليك يا كعبة الإيمان السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته علیکم السلام و رحمت اللہ خدا حافظ مولانا نہایت آداب و تسلیمات دوبارہ تبریکات آپ سب کو کنگریچلیشنز آن دیس آسپیشنز ایت میں اللہ کیپ آس آل آن دی ولایت آف امید المؤمنین علیہ السلام خدا حافظ جزاک اللہ خدا حافظ مولانا خدا حافظ